Hey everyone, we're Silver Pilled Podcast. I'm Harrison. And I'm Lowell. And if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained, shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Instagram at Silver Pilled Podcast. So she's on the floor, she's manifesting, uh, this demonic spirit is there fighting, uh, fighting us and in uh, control, full control of her body, that the girl was not there. And that, and I kept saying that you're going to leave, but it didn't, it had a reason to be there. If a, if a demon has a reason to be in somebody's life, it, 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 you can't kick it out until that reason is dealt with. There was a legal right for it to be there and and the 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 girl the demon and the girls kept pointing towards the 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 elder mama and she kept saying her right there that her i don't like her i hate her i'm going to kill her and and it kept saying that i'm going to kill her i'm going to kill her and at one point I seen there was something in the hand. And so I said, what is in your hand? And it said it was a knife. The demon said it was a knife. And so I, I just did an act of like knocking the knife out of the hand. I said, I just take it out of your hand in the name of Jesus. And, and the hand opened up and like the knife was taken away. Wow. But this battle, uh, I'm sweating it's hot. We're in a mud hut. There's no air circulation. And for two hours, I'm battling uh, with this demon, getting frustrated, like, man, why isn't this thing leaving? And I kept saying, you're going to tell me, but it did not want to tell me. The The witchcraft in that area was very strong. Um, the witch doctors were in close operation to there, and they had control of that area that, that I was in. And so I had gone into their territory. But I was not going to give up because I knew the mama's life was in danger. They they wanted uh, to kill her, and at one point, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but this happened. At one point, the demons crying out and saying, "Juma, Juma, come, Juma, I need you," and he's crying out for the witch doctor. All of a sudden, the voice changes in the girl from the de- from the demon's voice. And the voice changes and he says, I am here. I am Juma. Who are you? Oh, and, wow. And I was like, 
that one threw me for a loop because I've never encountered that before. And so Juma started to talk to us. And I, I just said, I just said, you are not going to be here. And I command you to leave. And I, I made Juma leave out of the body. Uh, so I don't know if he was astral projecting into her or what was happening there. I don't have a good revelation of that, but it, or if it was a spirit masquerading as Juma or a Juma came as a spirit or I don't know. I don't understand all that, but I'm just saying what happened. And, and then the demon started to cry and started to say, where are you, Juma? Juma, where are you? I need you. I need you. And, and for half of an hour, this demon went on about Juma, I need you. And because I cast out Juma, uh, the demon had lost contact and, 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 and was just crying because I took away Juma. And, and then I finally, and, and then sometimes, you know, it's not easy when you're in these situations, people think, oh, well, you should just do that or do that. But you grow in these situations, you learn in these encounters. And when you're not many people would even be able to handle a full out demonic manifestation in front of them, they would be intimidated by the demon that's manifesting and has power and is taking four people to hold this 16 year old skinny girl down. Uh, they would have to be worried, you know, they would be worried about that. And there are times that I have to work through that personally myself. And so you're, you're not tuned into what the Lord is saying as much as you're just trying to get through the situation. This, all this stuff, some of these things like the, the witch doctor coming in was new. Uh, you're in a new house. You don't know these people the very first time I'm there and all this, what are they thinking? What's going on? You know, all these things are going through your head and, but to them, these types of things are somewhat normal. Um, they've seen it elsewhere. They've encountered it in their own lives. And they know how it works. Well, Juma said that the uncle had come to him and uh, had made an agreement to kill his sister oh, for wow. power. Wow. Oh, man. So I eventually got what I what I, what the Bible calls as a word of knowledge. I got or a word of wisdom. I got understanding about a situation that I, well, I was in. And then I finally said to him, okay, you're going to tell me under the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not lie to me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to tell me, did you take her out and do a ceremony? And it says, I will not tell you. And I said, fire on you in the name of Jesus. I put fire onto the demon. I said, now you will tell me under the power of the Holy Spirit, do not lie. Did you take her out and do a ceremony under her? in her and 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 then it said yes and i knew in that minute i said that's it that's all i need to know i said pick her up and put her in the chair and we picked her up and we put her in the chair i knew what the legal right was now that's what i was trying to get the whole time and i finally had it we fought through enough broke enough stuff down that it was able to come out and in america that would never happen the spiritual forces aren't that powerful enough uh, to control those areas the way they do with witchcraft in, in some of these nations. So I picked her up, put her down and I, and I called the girl's name back and I called her back into her body. You can call, you can call the person back, uh, command the demon to go down. They have to go down and listen. And the girl came back and started to talk to us. And she told us how two days earlier, a group of eight boys came and a demon took her over in the middle of the night and took her outside. And the boys took her and carried her up the riverbed. 
and took her to a place and did a, a witchcraft demonic ceremony over her, changed her clothes, put blood on her body and made her drink some stuff. And she was going to do a progression of things for seven days as a demon inside of her was going to do them. And seven days, she was going to come into agreement more and more with that demon as she went along. The first day would be something against the mama that was kind of minor and it would grow in progression. On the seventh day, she was going to take a knife and stab and kill her, her uh, mama. That's the evil that happens in there. And then that little girl would have went to jail for the rest of her life or however long Kenya does it, locked up in a, right. in a prison and had hated herself for what she did because she loved her. Yeah. And the mama could have died. This could have been very tragic. Wow. So I just said to the girl, I said, you know, give me your hands or, or no. I said, listen, you just say this, that I repent of of witchcraft and the ceremony witchcraft. And she tried to get it out, but the demon kept coming up and wanting to stop her. So the demon kept manifesting and taking over the body and taking over her voice. And, and I kept commanding the demon to go down, but he kept popping up. And so I said, fine, give me your hands in the name of Jesus. And I, and the demon moved her hands over and put them on top of mine and then would pull them away. I said, you're going to put your hands in my hands in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, the third time he did it, and I just held the hands, and I said, now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I said, I, I, I say that to him who sins, they are for, to him who sins you forgive, they are forgiven, and according to what the Bible says. And I said, I forgive her sins in Jesus' name, in the person of Jesus Christ. And in that moment, the demon went, lost all power. Wow. All power went out of him. And I said, I said, now. I said, did you make her swallow? Does she have any charms inside of them? Because they make them swallow things sometimes in the physical, sometimes in the spiritual. Sometimes it comes through drinking a blood or something like that. And it's a charm that's inside of them. And it needs to come out of their belly in order for them to be free. And so he's the demon shook his head. Yes. I said, now you're going to stand up and you're going to throw them up. And the demon stood up and went like this and, and, didn't throw anything up, but, but uh, like vocalized vomiting, signified vomiting three times into this bucket. And I said, now, I said, you're going to throw it all up. And he said, I did. And I said, okay, good. Cause he threw it up in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And then I said, now you're coming out of her. I said, sit down and come out of her in Jesus name. And she, the girl backed up, the demon backed up in the girl's body, sat down and was delivered in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. And she was, free. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be doing that, that kind of um, that just amazing work over there. That's, it must be intense. I mean, just every, I mean, cause you're, you're at it almost every day, aren't you? I mean, yeah, there was people coming to the church and most of the time when you pray for him, there was some sort of manifestation and deliverance. And the one day a little boy came to the church and he wouldn't come in the window. He was probably about 10 years old, nine, 10 years old. And he, he would just come to the window, but he wouldn't come into the church. He was afraid. Mm. And so I knew something was going on there. And I, I had just talked to this boy a few occasions. And finally I said, listen, you come in here and you want to receive Jesus, don't you? And he, he said, he shook his head. 
And he came in and I tried to lead him to the Lord, but this demon kept manifesting multiple five, six demons inside of him. And every time I would deal with a demon would fully take over his body and have to speak to the demon and cast it out. Six times I did this and he got set free from all these demons. And every time the demon would come out, the boy would just tears would just come down his cheeks Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he was just encountering witchcraft and stuff. And, he just wanted to receive Jesus, but the demons weren't letting him. And so we cast him out and then he accepted Jesus that day. And, wow. you know, when you see a little boy like 10 years old sitting across you that needs deliverance and needs Jesus, and he's just got tears coming down his cheeks and you're able to minister to him, this love that you received on the floor. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And, and every time is so rewarding. Every time is so beautiful. And we've seen just, miracles and healings and i even got to lead a witch doctor to the lord one day oh wow wow and uh it was one of the kids that i was discipling his dad was a witch doctor but he was a hidden witch doctor and every time that i would go tell his grandfather about jesus his eyes were pitch black there was not one spot of white in him oh wow and you say how is that even possible his eyes were pitch black glazed over black Every time I spoke to him about Jesus and coming to church, his eyes were pure black. Wow. Now, he never wow. got violent with me. He never manifested a demon, but he was full of them. And I would go into his home at times and I would cast the demons out of his wife that were coming in through his witchcraft. And that day, two weeks before I left, I was there to do that. And, and I prayed over her and she got delivered of a demonic spirit. And I sat down and I wanted to fellowship with them. And the grandson kept saying, you need to force him to accept Jesus. I said, you can't force anybody to accept Jesus. That's a choice. And so I said, I will not do that. And at the end of talking, I got up to stand to leave. And I felt the presence of the Lord come upon me. And I said to my interpreter, I said, you're going to say everything that I say. You do not hold back, even if it's hard, because he needed to hear it in Swahili. And I just let loose on this man. And I said, your best friend is a witch doctor. I I just got, I just knew I got revelation about him. And I said, your best friend is a witch doctor. And I said, even you are a witch doctor and you pretend that you are not a witch doctor, but I said, you are. And well, let me back up. Even before I started that, I said, when you look at me, I said, and when you look at me, what do you see? And he says, I see light. And I said, but when I see you, all I see is dark. And I said, I see the witchcraft that's on you. And I said, you are even a witch doctor. And, and you, I said, even the curses that you are doing are affecting your wife. And I said, you have even seen people die because of your witchcraft. And I said, and I went off on him and I called him out. And, and I said, but I said, even you want to receive Jesus, but you cannot because the demons inside of you will not let you. And I said, that's why And you think it's about you and about what you've done. And all you have to do is receive him. And I, I let loose on the man. And when I was done, I sat back down and he looked at me and he said, everything that you say is true. Oh, wow. wow. And I want to receive that Jesus today. Wow. And I led him to the Lord oh. and I prayed over him and his eyes went from black to normal again oh, and return oh, wow. Wow. that day because because i was willing to let jesus love one that had killed many through witchcraft that's just that's just amazing i mean just the the love of god is i can't even describe it 
I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I can't even start to describe it, but just to hear those stories. Without Jesus, we would have condemned him to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There would be no way. Nobody, no, no human could do that. I mean, they couldn't, we couldn't forgive like that. Not at all. Not, not without, not without Jesus at all. That's, that's crazy. The black eyes that, that, that gets to me. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty eerie. Vince, I had a question, just something that came to my mind. As you're ministering to these people and you're, you're exercising them, you're casting demons out, do you, I know you mentioned that you can see the, the bodies of the victims be manipulated by the demon, but do you ever physically see a demon, you know, exit the body or a demon hanging around somebody? Is, is there a physical not i don't want to use the words flesh and blood but but a physical appearance of a demon around these people yes i i do but not in the physical i've only seen demons two times in the physical realm with my physical eyes okay but the other times i i a lot of times i see demons in people's eyes when i look into an eye i can see demonic spirits in there and i don't even know how i can really say that other than I just see them. I, I don't know. It's not like you see a, a form. You just see them. I, and that's how I know with people when they're okay. especially heavily demonized people. I look into their eyes and I see the demons looking at me. Okay. Um, other times they'll just manifest in the room and they single me out for whatever re, for because of what I'm doing, you know, and, and they'll come after me to verbally attack me or verbally attack me in public or things like that. I've had that happen for no reasons. Oh. Um but I see them that way, but I also see them in the spiritual realm um, at times when one time I was in uh, Brazil and I was on a ministry team a few years back and, and we're praying for people. And a man came up to me and his, he has, uh, what is it? The, what's the curvature of the spine thing? Scoliosis. Scoliosis. Yeah. Right. Scoliosis. He has that. And his spine is twisted left to right and front to back. So, you know, you could look at his spine, it's manipulated, it's twisted and all, and I'm praying for him and I'm just praying for healing in the name of Jesus. And he's, and all of a sudden he's like the pain, I have pain in my body and I continue praying again. He's like, the pain is moving. Well, physical pain in the natural does not move. It's a spirit. Anytime you're praying for somebody and their pain is moving, then you need to cast out and exercise the demon. So I started to pray against this demon and the demon moved down to his right, uh, like kidney level in the back and I'm praying. And I just made like a spiritual movement. Like I'm going to pull you out in the name of Jesus. And, and people say like, this stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy to the, to the human mind. It is crazy. But when it happens in the spiritual realm, when it happens in the physical world and the spiritual realm come together in one point, you become a believer. And so I just like made a motion where I came against his back and, and just grabbed this serpent that was coming out of his back. And when I did, to my surprise, I felt something in my hand. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And I looked down at my hand and, and, and my thumb was, my, my pinky was against his back and my thumb uh, there, from there up was the head of a snake. Oh, wow. And and I pulled this snake out of his back. It was about three foot long. And I watched it come out of his back. 
Now, it was in the spiritual realm, but it was as real as it could be without going into the physical realm. And I pulled it out and I put my, my thumb up towards the air and the head was up above and the tail was dangling down on the ground. And I felt this thing wiggling in my hand oh, wow. in the physical Wow. And I looked over to my right and I seen a hole open up in this in the spiritual realm and like a black. It was black. It was dark. And I went like and I threw what was in my hand into that that portal and it closed back up like this. And the man's back was healed and became straight. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, snakes. Why does it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> snakes and spiders and lizards and oh really there's a lot of things in that spiritual realm it's okay. interesting you know some of the mystical creatures are lizard people and mm -hmm. serpent heads and well that's like the, that's the little accident. g gods from from the past right these yeah. these interesting gods that the egyptians would worship that, yeah that manifested almost like like a reptile person or a or even a dog-headed person. I mean, that's one of the the aliens, quote unquote, extraterrestrials right. are supposed to be a mantis or reptilian type creature right. that you know we're in contact with from whatever planet or solar system they say they're from. If, um, if that stuff is really going on today, and I'm not even convinced, but I have a feeling that it is, then they are bringing uh demonic dna into the human realm okay like like and days of noah emerging like the days of noah just saw just as it says just as the days of noah shall shall be in the coming of the son of man yeah that was one thing i always thought when we talked about these these cryptids and like dog man um if they're if for what whatever reason if there's a uh uh like a defense contractor or something out there creating these yeah. hybrids um, because human and dog and whatever DNA doesn't match. It won't co uh, coexist with each other, but if they could use demonic or fallen angel or whatever, if they could use DNA as a, a glue or a patch to bring this stuff together to create these monsters um, was always kind of a working theory I had that they're they're using it as as um like we would use technology almost they're they're taking these this DNA and even the knowledge they get and and using it to create crafts and to create monsters and to create anything probably more weapons of war I think because that's what they're determined on creating no matter I mean that's just Known fact, the military industrial complex is the biggest, one of the biggest money um, dumps there is. But if they could take that DNA and whether they think it's alien, whether they, whether whoever's using it is deceived that it's alien um, technology or alien DNA. That's the big lie, right? Right. Well, is it? I mean, is it? Is that's, I'm just speculating sure. here. I'm, I'm trying to, um, but could that be the big lie? Is all these UFO aliens, are they demonic manifestations? I guess. I don't, I don't know at all. But could that be what people are seeing? Or at least some of what people are sure. seeing. I believe a lot of it is nuts and bolts technology that 
you know, whoever, whatever skunk works created, but could that be? But some and then, of these things just disappear. And so I, I don't, I think it's possible that demons can manifest in many different forms because even angels can come and you entertain angels unaware. So they can, they can go from the, the spiritual into the physical realm. Yeah. So why can't absolutely. demons? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. These portals people claim to see, they always, you know, a lot of stories of, of UFOs flying through a, a tear in the sky or a portal in the sky. Is that, is that real? I mean, is, is it really is that proof that they're, you know, that these things are spiritual beings right. more so than craft from other planets. So Vince, being that you saw Bigfoot, what do you think, what do you think Bigfoot is? Do you believe that that's a demonic manifestation? Is that, uh, I didn't feel good when I was around it. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I believe, I believe that's uh, some type of a demonic manifestation. I mean, they don't find evidence of it hardly ever. Sure. You know, like somebody just found a body or a corpse or the, the things, even ones that they, they claim to have killed, they always disappear. Like there's sure. just no evidence of these things, but there's just too many sightings. Something is happening. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I've never felt that they were good, but I mean, many of them don't hurt people, although some do. Well, you, you saw it more than once, didn't you, Vince? Besides that, in front of the motel sign, you, you saw it again. Yeah. I saw it a second time, and, and this was actually another up-close-and-personal uh, encounter. And so when I was, I think, 14, maybe 15, but 14, maybe 15, I was at my grandfather's house and me and my other cousins were outside playing and we had run in the back of the, the yard. They had rolling fields so that the, the field you would go down, look over the edge and the field would roll down and then flatten out for a while, then roll another level and then flatten out. And that's the way they did up this this really pretty high hill that things came up and they, they were spaced pretty far apart. They were farming in, in between them and stuff. Um, but not like really far. That wasn't like a huge field. And I, we ran over me and two other cousins and we, we looked down over the edge and we seen something walking um, up the hill that on the second hill down, just cresting the top from maybe the shoulders up. And it was a big type of a creature. Mm. And Everyone else, they, they screamed and we ran away. But I, I had to go back to see a second time. Like, I mean, what, did I really see? I mean, I wasn't sure. I needed to go back a second time. And I went back a second time. And by the time I was coming back, when I walked up to the edge to look down the hill, this thing was coming up the hill at that point. And so when, you know, when you're, when you're walking a crest of a hill to look down, when you get so far, you can't see the hill all the way until you get to a certain point. Well, what I saw was the waist up. I saw a Bigfoot, a wow. big hairy creature coming up in the dark within, I don't know, less than a football field for sure. Oh, um, away from me. Wow. And so I took off and everyone else was in the house at that point. I took off and ran into the house and told my grandfather to come out with the gun. Um, but by the time he was like, he didn't believe me and stuff. And by the time I got him to come out, it was long gone. 
But the thing was, is during that was in Bell Grove, Pennsylvania. And at that time, back in that would have been like 86, 87. At that time, there was reports of Bigfoot uh, in the newspaper. Wow. So, yeah, that was the second time. Now, you know, I don't know if the spirit, the supernatural was meant. uh, It probably was meant for me because I know. Uh, what I've seen and what I've walked in and what, what is growing inside of me even more. I mean, I don't know. It looked like a physical being. I've seen it with my physical eyes. Yeah. Just like I seen the UFO with my physical eyes. But if, if it's demonic, then it's a physical manifestation of the demonic, but I don't believe there's some, like they have a home somewhere. They, somebody would have found it. We're not that big that you can just stay hidden forever and no one ever catches one. Yeah. So there's something more to it than than just as a physical thing that can just right. it appears and disappears. Yeah. At will, they, you know, they find tracks that they follow these these Bigfoot tracks and they just stop in the middle of a field. Right. With yeah. nowhere to go. And what what is that? Is it? it it's yeah. got to be something. It, it didn't just vanish. I mean, it had to somehow go somewhere. Well, there's talk of even them disappearing into trees, like people watch them enter a tree, like going through like a portal, basically, but it's a, um, or them disappear, literally just blinking out right in front of people. So, yeah, that's. And, and you guys know me. I, I'm not a, a big conspiracy, conspiracy guy. Like, I don't focus on any of that stuff. I'm not a big, although I know conspiracies are happening. And I'm not a big UFO hunter and a Bigfoot hunter, even though I know those things are happening because I witnessed them. But the things that I've been focusing in is what I've been called to do. And that's just I've been focused on Jesus and I focus on the spiritual realm so that my, my heart is to see people be healed and be set free from addiction, set free from hurts and pains and trauma and emotional abuse and and uh, fear and and sickness and disease that's in their body from a demonic spirit that's that's afflicting them or um just even to see them healed under the power of jesus because of that and many times when i'm ministering it's not unusual at all as i'm ministering on the love of god for people just to start crying um in the the congregation because the love of god is just impacting them they're starting to see the lies we if you, if you just start focusing on breaking the lies that are in our lives and seeking the truth, it'll change your life because we've been lied to so much in our past from our history to what we've been taught in school, to what the government teaches us, to all these things. There's lies after lies after lies, and we have been programmed. We look at Russia and say they have been programmed, but we have been programmed just in a more subtle way that we haven't uh, picked up on it. And it's still going on in our schools today where they're they're just teaching these kids what they want, indoctrinating them into the lies. And my my ministry is to bring the truth. I'm a big truth guy. I just want to know the truth. So to make a statement and say, I know what that is, I don't know what that is. But I know that I saw something with my physical eyes that I cannot explain in the physical realm. So it it's to, to know what I see like in in Kenya, demons will walk up and down the streets and they hear them walking and they're screaming in the middle of the night and the people are terrified to go out of their villages 
out of their homes in the middle of the night. They're afraid to enter out. They they throw things onto their roofs. The they put demons into birds, and the birds take a piece of uh, uh, an ointment that they make, and they take it and drop it on the roof, and the curse comes upon the home. Like this stuff is really deep and some of the birds that they've sent out they'll even the witch doctors can send them to other countries and they make it in a couple hours this stuff's not normal wow this stuff's not normal and they'll go into a window and you know and drop the curse in there and and or they'll drop it on the roof and the curse comes upon the people these these things are happening and they seem most people say oh that's garbage well it's garbage until you've witnessed it until you start to see that the spiritual realm is greater than the physical realm that we operate in. When you see a demon with your physical eyes, you, you start to realize this stuff is real. Yeah. And that just happened to me last year. Two of them came in one night. So the one night last January, I'm laying in bed, not this one, but a year ago, I'm laying in bed and, and I'm about to go to sleep and I look up on my ceiling and there's a, you know, a, a vent, like a 12 by 12 vent up on my ceiling where the AC and stuff comes out. And I look up there and I see a spider about softball size body and legs crawling along the ceiling. Well, and I don't like I'm this like, already. <laughs> I'm, I'm opening my eyes and closing them and shaking my head. Like, you know, the normal person, like you're seeing things. Like I'm opening my eyes and shutting them, opening them and shutting them, shaking my head, squeezing my eyes shut and open them again. And the thing is still there. And it kind of realizes like I'm looking at it and I look up at the, and it goes to the vents and it, and, and the body disappears where the dark spots of the vents compared to the white of the ceiling where you, the white is, you can see the body and the legs still. It had four spider legs on each side or something. And and this thing is there. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. Like, what am I seeing here? Like, I'm awake. You know, I'm going through this whole thought process in my head. I'm awake. This is my eyes. So I reach over carefully and get my phone off the nightstand. And I turn on the flashlight. And I point it at it. And guess what? It's still there. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I'd have a shotgun hole through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. I was like, okay, I'm not seeing things. I know what this is. And when and when it when I shined the light on it, it went off of the vent and it went back to the wall. I watched it go back to the wall with full light on. Wow. And okay, I was like, okay, I know what this is. I turned the light out and it comes back out on the ceiling again, thinking I can't see it. and i'm like okay in the name of jesus christ i rebuke you demon and you're you're not going to be here and i command you to leave in the name of jesus i started speaking to it and in that moment a it shrunk to about the tip of my my pinky as i'm rebuking it i watched it physically shape now this is a flattened shadow on the ceiling just to to, to make that clear flattened shadow and it shrunk to the size of my tip of my pinky. And at that moment, when it shrunk, I saw a ball of light that about the same size as my as my my pointer, my my index of my finger to my pinky. Now, not I mean the same for the first digit to the tip of my pinky. Okay. 
Okay. And the ball of light came in the room and went exactly to where that was and then left. Oh, wow. Like real quick, like a zoom, zoom. And it was out and that thing was gone. So it was a ball of light. Um, an angel. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Is it? Yeah. You think it was an angel? Because when I'm doing the- deliverance, the people that can see into the spiritual realm and even, even me sometimes, I don't see spiritually often, but I do at times. But when I do, uh, there's angels that will come and escort these demons into the pit. Oh, wow. 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 We so, can send them to the pit. Does that lock them in eternally then? Um, if you if you send them to if the you read pit? Revelation 1, it talks about that Jesus has the keys to the, to the bottomless pit. Okay. So that is the pit. Hell hasn't been created yet. And it talks about the abyss. The demons, when Jesus approached them at the one point, said, are you here to or to send us or do not send us to the abyss? They said, do not you know, are you here to torment us before our time? So there is biblical precedent for sending something into the pit because it's he said, do not send us into the abyss. The abyss is in the Greek is a pit. So when I say go to the pit in the name of Jesus, I'm sending them into the abyss. If Jesus has the keys, and then later in Revelation, it talks about something else falling from heaven with the keys to the bottomless pit. Oh, okay. I believe that Satan at that point is again for a season given the keys to the pit. Well, if he's if Jesus has the keys, then the pit is locked up. Stuff can't come and go from the pit. This is my theology. Yeah. And if somebody can prove me wrong, I'm listening. I'm willing to listen, but show me in the Bible. So based on scripture, if Jesus has the keys, Jesus could have sent the demons into the pit because they begged him not to. And then he sent them into the pigs. If they can send them into the pit, if he can torment them before it's their time, then we can do it too. And I would rather send them into the pit than have them go somewhere else. I think Jesus sent them into the pigs to send a message because I think that that man was ritually abused. Because he was cutting himself with stones and he was full of demons. And I think the town was richly abused him. That's why the town was afraid of the Christ when he came and drove him out and begged him to leave. And so he took away their pigs, their sacrifices. um, Oh, wow. And then two statements at one time. That's my, that's just a personal opinion. I'm not saying that's facts. Yeah. But if Jesus has the keys and at one point the keys are given to something which probably a Satan because uh, it says he's fallen with the keys. So an angels don't fall that re- resembles like Satan fallen. Um, and he's given the keys to unlock. And for a season, these demons that are locked up in the pit, where do they come from? Yeah. There's no precedence for demons being locked up in the pit right now. Then at the end of the millennium, or at the end of the of the, the the tribulation, Satan and all his horde are locked up in the pit again for the millennial reign of Christ. For that thousand year period, he's locked up again. So 
anytime that the pit is locked up, the demons are locked up. And I have seen over and over and over when a demon's fully manifesting that if I give them a choice to uh, go to the pit or, or be hit with the fire of God, they always choose to go to the pit. They hate the fire of God. Oh, wow. So for hmm. anybody that's ever um, in a situation where you feel like a spirit is attacking you or in a room, you can just call the fire of God upon them. You can declare the name of Jesus Christ to protect you, but they will always choose almost, almost not always, almost always. Some are just don't really care. They're just that defiant, but many times. And why do they choose the pit over the fire? Because they get a chance to come back out again and to do damage. I see the fire of God would put a stop to anything that they could do. If they go to the pit, then they get the extra opportunities. Hmm. People, when you put the fire on them, they see in the spiritual realm, they see them burning into ash. Okay. And then angels come and scoop the ash up and take the ash into the pit. <laughs> oh. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that ju the judgment is reserved. Um, you know, judgment is reserved for, for mankind in the after at the end. But it's not for, it doesn't say that the demons are judged at the time. They're going to be thrown into the lake a fire but you know i just i just believe see people will look at you and some even people watching this are going to say oh this guy's crazy this guy is uh you know going against the christian movement he doesn't know what he's talking about but you know what i i i think that the the church in a whole that says that god doesn't move in miracle signs and wonders today that denies the existence of the spiritual realm i think that they're crazy because they're missing out on so much I couldn't agree and I have more. seen hundreds and hundreds of people healed when I pray for them. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people delivered of demonic spirits when I pray for them. I've done it in group settings and in a room full of people and they start to get delivered and demons come out and they come up and testify you weeks later. Like my life has changed since I got deliverance. My, you know, the, when you prayed for me, something happened. I felt fire in my body. I felt heat I, and and now I, I can live my life and, and whatever was wrong with me before is gone. And, you know, I can move my hand all the way up. My shoulder is healed and uh, I've seen cancer healed. I've seen heart conditions healed. I, I've seen uh, one, one woman was going in for arthritic, arthritic surgery and, and she was scheduled for that Wednesday for the pre-op uh, to go in for that and then to go in for the surgery. And, I prayed for her that Saturday and, and I stopped when I prayed. Uh, she says, don't stop. Don't stop. I feel fire in my hip. I feel fire in my hip. And I'm like, okay, I just continued to pray. And this massive heat came upon her hip and she could walk all of a sudden with no pain. Mm. And she goes into the doctor and says, listen, you need to take another x-ray. I need to know what's going on. She already had the CAT scan and all the deep stuff. She had a, 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 a leg bone you know what goes into the hip socket was flattened off so you know it was like this flattened it looked like your fist balled up you know it was flattened off it was grinding in there her hip was fractured in multiple places it was bad she needed a full hip replacement she went in there and the doctor took x-rays and said to her i don't know what happened to you but you can go home you don't need surgery oh wow oh man that's incredible wow. yeah, i prayed for one woman over the time and i prayed for she had the Lord was healing her body all over. Everything I prayed for was getting healed. And it said, is there anything else? She says, 
I have one foot that's two shoe sizes smaller than the other. And I said, oh, well, God can grow that out. You know, this is nothing for God. He created us. Yeah. So I prayed for her and her foot grew two shoe sizes. Oh, wow. For the first time, she used to have to go and buy two shoe sizes every time she'd have, she'd have to buy two pair of shoes oh, wow. and throw two away. And for the first time in her life, she went and bought the same pair of shoes. Wow. Oh, wow. For her feet. Just... God is doing miracles today. And, yeah. and I'm not just all about going and just making miracles. I'm about going and letting people know the real Jesus, yeah, the real yeah. God that loves us. That's my heart. My, my heart. I also teach inner healing. We have a group on meets on Thursday nights on zooms and, and we do inner healing on there. And we're seeing people that have hurts and pains. If, if something traumatic happens in your life and maybe even something not so traumatic and, you, you get a trauma from that injury and or from that event in your life. And maybe through that, you felt rejected. Maybe through that fear came into you. Maybe through that anger came in. Maybe you didn't forgive somebody. That that part of you will that experiences that event, event can fracture off. Our soul can fracture. It's a proven medical thing. Uh, people with multiple personality disorder, that's all that's happened is their soul has fractured. And, and I work with people that one minute you're talking to an adult and then the next minute you're talking to a child, a five-year-old comes out and then it's a 10-year-old and then it's uh, a one-year-old and then they're on the floor sucking their thumb as in a full-grown adult. Multiple personalities is a, is a medical fact and, and it's, but most people do it on a much smaller, unrecognizable scale. It's why you can be normal one time and something happens that triggers a memory from somewhere. And all of a sudden your attitude changes and maybe you don't even figure it out. Maybe you don't know where it's coming from, or maybe you do, but it reminds you of something else and you get angry and you stand up from the table and you, you throw a fit all of a sudden. That's, that's a broken part of you. It's a wounded part of you that has surfaced. That part is carrying the, the, the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the sexual abuse, the, the wounds, the, 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 the hurt, the anger, whatever it is, the bitterness and, what happens is, is the demon attaches to that little area. And then, then that, that demon sits on that wound and afflicts it all throughout their life. You're rejected. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants you. Nobody likes you. Nobody will use you. God will never use you. You'll never be good enough. And it just whispers to you all of your life until you start believing more and more lies. That's why the Bible says the truth sets us free. Because we believe lies and we've come into agreement with things that are ungodly. And because of that, we're given the right to a demon. And a Christian says, well, how can the demon can't be in there? You're you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. But they forget that we're three part beings. We're a spirit. We're a soul and our body. The Bible says that may your whole spirit, soul and body preserve blameless in Thessalonians. Your spirit, soul, and body, your spirit man is sealed when you become a Christian. It's it's as perfect in every way as it's ever going to get. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of that part of you, in the spirit man, and in the inner being. But our soul can be corrupted. As we know, even as a Christian, we get thoughts that are not godly. We get uh, we do things that are not godly, and we have desires that are not godly. Well, if the Holy Spirit is filling you all in all, then why do you have those things? It's, it's because your soulish man is not perfect and because your body is not 
redeemed. Your body is not even, it's when you die, your, your soul and your spirit go into heaven, but it's not your body. Your body stays here on this, on this earth. It's not redeemed. It's not perfect. We get sickness and disease in it, but the wound that's carrying the hurt and the pain. Many times I've seen people that have not been healed when I pray for them, but then I'll get a word of knowledge about a situation and when I do that, I minister and I call up that wounded part and that wounded part gets healing and I take them to Jesus. Jesus heals them. And all of a sudden, when they get healed, the healing automatically comes into their body. Oh, wow. And the hmm. pain that they're afflicted from leaves. Just like arthritis is medically known to be caused um, from self-rejection, hatred towards yourself. It causes inflammation in your body and it starts to deteriorate. Not all the time. Uh, sometimes it's a physical movement type of a thing. But at top, many times when somebody has arthritis, you look that there's self-hatred, there's self-bitterness mm -hmm. there. You find out the root, they get them healing, and then the healing comes upon their body and then and they get they get healed. Oh, but wow. Jesus is moving. And so my heart is to see people's receive the love of God, to deceive inner healing, brokenness, wounds, sexual trauma. There's many people out there. It, I minister to people all the time. There is a lot of molestation going on in this country. There's a lot of molestation. There's a lot of sexual abuse. Many of these things do not come to the light because they're ashamed to talk about it, but I see it over and over and over. And so I'm training a team of people to be able to, to do inner healing and, and to minister for free because I believe the gospel is free. So we're raising up. I, my ultimate goal is to have a thousand people one day that will be different time periods. It can minister all across the world. And people will come on and, and minister inner healing to people and for deliverance and things like this for people that don't have anybody. And they can come on and just come on to a Zoom session and go into a room and get ministry and get healing, the brokenness on the inside. And people start to change so that they can receive the fullness of Christ Jesus. And, and my goal is to do that all free and to raise up ministers that are willing to do this for free. It's I don't even receive anything from my ministry. I have a nonprofit ministry, a 508C uh, ministry, and and uh, I don't receive any money from it. It's I, I, everything that I live off of is just um, from my past investments, and I live very small and place to place through through the love of people. But I give everything that I have to serve Jesus, everything that I have to the people that I love, and. It's why I'm going into Poland here uh, August 15th, and and we're going to be in Poland for one month. The Lord led me to go, and I, I waited till his time, and then we're going into Ukraine for three months into the war zone, and uh, we're going to go into, you know, as far into uh, Kiev and Lviv and, and some other places, and the churches are open their doors. We're, we're starting to establish relationships, and, and you know it's God when things just come to you, and that's the way this has been. And from there, then I'm going back into Kenya for two months, and we have uh, all kinds of ministry. I have two months full of ministry, church to church, crusades. Uh, there's a there, the Kissy tribe people. I'm going uh, into multiple prisons, People just need love. And so they need someone to go. And when I go into these places, we live with very little. Um, the ministry pays the way because I mean, I'm out there. But, um, man, we're not eating lavishly. We're eating, living in small situations. In Kenya, I was there. I, I lived there in a an 8 by 10 room. Um, that was my bedroom for six months. I, I did have a shower because I wasn't in a hut, which was good. And I did have a toilet, which I flushed with a bucket of water every time. 
you know, and there's giant spiders come in your room and mosquitoes and bed bugs and all kinds of situations. But you do that because you love the people and because you love to spread the love of God. And so I guess even for that, I mean, that's what my ministry is doing. And, and so if anybody wants to even sow into that, what we're doing, we're touching the people, we're giving food, we're building churches, uh, we're, we're building missionary houses, we're sending missionary teams, and, and we're, we're going on a new model, maybe not a new model, but a model that I want to do. A lot of people send mission teams to go build somewhere. But if you send a mission team to go build into Kenya, all the money that you sent to send a mission team to go build into that country, you could have paid a bunch of people to work and put food into their plates. People are living there on five to ten dollars American every day. That's what wow. they take home. They live on that. And so there is the poverty is extreme in, in, in Kenya, everywhere you go and people have to to go to somebody who has a well on their property and pay five shillings uh, to go get a bucket of water, which is less than like five cents, but, and to go get like a, you know, a, a five gallon container of water and take it home and to cook out of, and to, to, to bathe out of it. And they bathe in the outhouse and they live in a mud hut with a mud floor and lizards crawling around and, you know, spiders and, and, you know, it, it snakes at times. And, it was just all these people live like that. And when you come and you just show them love and, and you, you bless them. And there, there's so many needs out there. I, I have unlimited resources and I, and I just can't even raise enough money to be able to do this. If you believe in what I'm doing really, you know, maybe I'm going too soon on this, but I just kind of led into it, but no, no. just, just go ahead and sow into this ministry. You're, you're giving a hundred percent into the ministry. This is not, I don't take a salary out of it. I don't live off of it. Everything that you're going to give is going to go to people to do these types of things. And uh, lives are being changed and people are being set free. We're saving lives by casting out devils and Jesus impacting people in a way that's so greater uh, than some of the some of the, the just local churches don't even believe in healing today. And it's sad. I'd rather be radical about my faith in Jesus and be wrong one day than be yeah. radical in my faith in the devil, what he does. I don't give him time for what he does. Yeah. I think on the things above and not on the things below. But some people would just say, Jesus, God can't do that. But that they believe the devil can afflict them and the devil can do this. And that you see ghosts and all these other things. You believe in all those other things, but you don't believe that Jesus can manifest and that Jesus can send his angels and that he can be healing today and that he can be delivering today. I've changed my belief because I've seen I've seen it. It's touched me. I personalize it. It's happened in my life. God's changed me. God's love has poured into me and I'll never be the same again. And I cannot turn back into those old lies. The truth has come and it's set me free. And, and God loves you. You don't have to be perfect to be a Christian. You just got to have relationship and out of relationship, the love of God will perfect you. And then you'll know it was from God and it's his grace and not your goodness, because we can never be good enough to serve God. Amen. It's his love. It's his grace. We just got to have faith in him. So I just challenge you all just to take what I have and just ask God to reveal it to you and, and to say, is, is this, is this true? What this man says, is this true? Is this for me? And, and just start to press in. There's a lot of resources on the internet. Some of these guys out there are weird. You got to be careful with some of this stuff, but just research it and, and ask the Lord to reveal it to you and be open. Well, if you send me the link, we will put the 
how people can can donate to you in the show notes yeah, and any kind of contact information if people are looking um to to talk to you about anything if you want to let us know it'll all be in the show notes well, the, the, the contact thing is kind of hard for me just because and I, I would love to talk to everybody. But the thing is, is uh, I'm leaving for, you you know, this trip and, and now you're in another country, you're ministering, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, six days a week, you get maybe one day off. And so to be able to call and to call other countries from there and the cell phone issue and the respond. I'll do my best to respond, but it's very hard um, to re- just respond to everything. And that's why I do have like, uh, I'll share, I can share like uh, my email where you can join. I have a Tuesday group that receives, uh, that somebody's taken over my Tuesday to minister um, Jesus and the truth on. And then Thursdays, we minister inner healing. If you need inner healing or you especially if you want to learn about inner healing, why you receive inner healing. Those are the people I'm looking for right now because I'm trying to raise up my team because everybody needs inner healing. Mm. So I'm trying to raise up my team. And, and I see people out there that are charging $100 an hour, even up to $500 an hour for people to receive inner healing from Jesus. And that turns my stomach. I believe the gospel is free. And so my message is to get it for free. Now, if somebody goes through inner healing and they want to donate into the ministry, hey, that's great. It'll go to a good cause. But there is no obligation. We don't even suggest a donation. It's just solely from the heart because I only want money that's coming into this ministry to be from the heart, to be from goodness, to be from love. No, that's really, really cool. Um, That's really awesome. So hope, hopefully we can get uh, get the word out there and have uh, get people to know about you and what you're doing. Because we I knew a little bit and I, I found everything you did was really, really cool when you're in Kenya. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. Um, I'm glad Thank you. I was able to, to hear more about it. I didn't know your plans to build that big of a ministry. I think that's awesome. I really yeah. it's I, really growing. Good. That's really, really good growing. to hear. And we're about halfway to about the $30,000 that I need to go on this trip okay. because when we go, you know, they're passing out Bibles. You want to give money for Bibles, you know, they're, they're giving away food. You want to donate to that. You can't just go places and just preach Jesus. And then you don't, it, the Bible says is to also give to those that have need. When you go into the prisons, you take money with you because in Kenya, they have nothing. They have there's not like a traditional prison system. They're out in the open air. Some, some of them just have a building, their shower, one place, go back to another. I, you go in, you take them some snacks, you go in and take them some extra rice because they're portioned and now they get extra food for a period of time. Like this shows them love and, you know, you just go and love on them. So we, we go and we give and we donate and we, we help to build and, and all these things like, us particularly, we're just going to eat small. We're you know we're not eating great big dinners or anything like that. We're just we're we're going. It's not about us. It's about giving away. That's our heart. That's why I do this for for free. You know, even though I don't have much money, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the money. I care about people. And so I just want to give. But the other thing is, is you want a resource. I have uh, teachings on YouTube. They continue to grow. Um, and as I continue to minister, I'll have more of them, but I haven't done a lot of recordings until like a couple months ago, I put this up, but I have some really good recordings on there. I have some really good teachings on there, identity series or authority series, having faith, these types of things. But next week we're going to record 
uh, about 10 to 15 hours of inner healing teaching. So we're going to have 10 to 15 one hour sessions uh, up on YouTube that teaches about inner healing. There'll be a place where you'll be able to listen to a thing and go through inner healing yourself on it. And if the biggest thing is that I'm looking for people that are willing to learn this model and then to minister to others so that people can receive freedom the way I see people's lives, hundreds and hundreds of lives being changed. And we can all give a two hour period of our lives to minister to others. If, if you have that heart for people, don't do it out of, you have to do it because you want to, and then it becomes beautiful. So I really thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> nice. You're doing yeah. this. We are this too. A great idea. Cause you're taking what some of those podcasts out there and uh, you're just going to another level. We're seeking truth. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea of it from yeah. a spiritual, supernatural, whatever you want to call it. We're just, kind of diving in and seeing if we can't learn something from people and maybe teach people that would want to listen to us babble <laughs> and ramble. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you guys got the voices for it. It sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're ho- hoping to spread the truth out there. Cause that's one of my, one of the things that I um, struggled with growing up in the church was the fact that it never, none of the, none of this stuff ever got brought up. From Bigfoot to UFOs, ghosts, all that stuff was oh well, it's 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 just your imagination, or it's it was never even talked about. And I couldn't imagine. I never had a major experience with the paranormal, but thinking if you're a Christian who grows up in the church or is spends a lot of time in the church and you see one of these things, a UFO or a Bigfoot dogman, and you go to your pastor, how would that pastor react? I mean, I've heard people talk about how their pastor dismissed them and won't even talk to them about this stuff that's going on and i think it's very real i think it's happening all over the place um so i want to get to look into this stuff through a christian lens through a christ-centered lens and try to bring it to people that this stuff is going on the paranormal the spiritual is going on um because i think we're kind of blind to it here just like worst case scenario if a ufo lands on the white house lawn and reptilians or tall grays get out and say we're you know we're here from whatever star system how would the church react to that so we're we're just trying to spread spread truth out there and talk about the stuff that i don't think it's brought up enough in the churches so and hopefully help help people to see that this stuff is real and that there are people who who believe in christ who are willing to discuss it and willing to, to they ha- they have they have questions that they're not getting answered yeah so they turn to paranormal shows and their clairvoyancies and all this stuff and that's dangerous because that's demonic stuff so they're turning to the wrong things to get their answers and the church should be more open to giving answers yes exactly how many times do you see on those shows where they bring in a psychic or a medium and yeah. I mean, I've seen shows on on public television where the medium gets possessed by the the ghost, the spirit. They they call it the spirit of a dead loved one. That you know right. comes into the medium and t- speaks through them. You know, that's if your it, church it won't give spirit. you an answer. Yeah, right, it is, it is a spirit. A spirit. Yeah, I got that part right. Right, but <laughs> it certainly isn't your long dead you know relative at that point. <laughs> Yeah, but, if, but demons, but demons will come and know all about them because there's familiar spirits. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they, they, they know all about you and they've been with your family line for so many years. They go from generation to generation. And if you don't get answers through the church and you see that on, on whatever ghost hunting show, whatever you will, I don't want to say you will, but that is more likely. Yeah. An, an avenue people can, will look to, um, unfortunately, which again, I think it's all planned. I, I think everything is done with a plan in mind. Um, I had one quick question. I know this yeah. has gone real long. Um, when you, you talked about um, how there was uh, on, on the earth itself and the, in the ground itself, there were places that rituals were taking place. Do you believe that that ground right there is, is cursed or would attract, let's say attract more of the demons to that area? Even if there was nothing there, would that be like a hot spot? Could that become yeah, that's a hot a, spot? That's for... a that's a very good question. And yes, it is. It becomes a portal. If somebody is in their home, you know, and there was ritual uh, rituals done in the home, and they have a lot of what they would call paranormal activity in the home, so demons coming and going and peering and stuff like that. There was probably something done at that point. Uh, you know, why does it happen if somebody? murder somebody because you know Cain killed Abel and the blood cried out from the ground the thing that people don't realize is when that blood hits the ground it cries out for justice okay. and never silenced wow. until you break the curse that's why the lord knew he said even his blood cries out for justice you'll see that when you go into places like Kenya all the time okay. when you go onto a property one of the things you're praying is to break the curse of the ground because if there is witchcraft done on it if there was blood done on it it, it ground becomes cursed and the crops aren't going to grow as well or anything. And the, the ground is cursed. It's, it becomes, it's like a portal and the activity in those places are going to be higher. There's a whole new perspective. That's, that's why the, yeah, that's why the occult does ceremonies over and over in the same places. Wow. And they have altars set up. Those altars become portals. That's, that's why they do <laughs> them on the full moons. You'll find out if you research when people start to become missing that you'll see that there's always a spike around the, the first moon, I'm sure, oh, because, really? around the, the full moon, because that's when the major ceremonies happen in the occult realm. That's why the, the, the full moon affects people is because there's so much garbage going on. And I'm even convinced I don't I wouldn't say I, I have knowledge of this specifically, but I'm pretty convinced that personally, like there's a lot of these missing children and stuff. Um, not all of them, but a good percentage, I bet you fall percent fall to the occult realm and are sacrificed. Human sacrifice is happening in America today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what my eyes were open to that I didn't really want to want to learn about. That's one of those hard truths out there. That's... It is, but the truth keeps us in or the, the lie keeps us in denial. And if people knew the evil that was being done, the higher up you go, the more severe this is. And even though they were mocking, as you said, Harrison earlier, they were mocking that up. That's not fake. Right. That's exactly. Real. That might have been fake that time, but they're killing somebody for real. And once you're in, you don't get out for the most part, unless God protects them. Oh, wow. Very few have come out. It's almost like a soul contract with the wrong person, right? That's exactly what it is, because that's what they make you do. They make you sell your soul to the devil. And then he owns you. I mean, it can be broken, but it's still whole, whole another, whole well, another show. We can go on for hours thing. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys will have to split this one up, I think, a little bit, or maybe it's going to be all one. But I'll, when I come back, I'll share. I'll have a whole bunch of new stuff to share. So I was oh, going to yeah. ask that if um, we would like you to be a return guest after every trip to <laughs> come back and tell us some great stories. 
knowing some of the stories going into it, it was still just fun to listen to. And, and well, and that that's what I want people to, to learn from it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Bring it to the light. Let it exp- anything brought to the light is exposed and the corruption breaks off. So we don't have to fear demons. You know, people do fear them. But if you're in Christ, you just you just declare the blood of Jesus. You just declare the name of Jesus and you have faith in him. And those things can't hurt you. I do all that I do. And yes, I've had trials and I've had to stand through some things for the most part. I'm all, I mean, not for the most. I'm always victorious in Christ. And we go through trials. The enemy comes after us so that we grow. And people are surprised when I say that. I always say, thank you, Satan for coming against me because you know what i'm going to stand in christ and i'm going to grow and you're just going to take me to another level yeah we'd love to have you back um anytime you want it's just been amazing i'm beyond beyond speechless at this point just the experiences you've had and the knowledge you have is just huge um it's like a lot of the questions i have you already have answers to (laughs) (laughs) it's just experience brother experience doing it not being afraid and well i mean i've been afraid at times but i just keep standing for the truth you start to believe after a while it gets real it gets really real thank you so much for joining us vince stay in touch and um and can i just pray over your audience absolutely yeah definitely all right so jesus i just thank you for everyone that's listening here today lord I ask you, Holy Spirit, to give them a spirit of revelation and the and wisdom and the knowledge of you, and that their eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would see the truth, Lord. They would see the truth, Lord. I ask you to, to reveal to them the more that you are, the greater that you are. And I just speak to any person out there that's struggling with demonic spirits in their lives. I bind you now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just declare freedom over them now in Jesus' name. And I just break the curses and your power, your yoke that you have upon them right now in Jesus' name. And we just declare that the setting free of the captives right now, that even now as I'm praying, that things are lifting off of them and going into the pit in the name of Jesus right now. I thank you for protection, Lord. I thank you for your love. I thank you for the goodness and the truth that you are, Lord that the truth will set them free as it is setting me free and that it will even grow inside all of us, Lord, as we mature and go deeper. And I just thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. And I just want to say to anybody that's listening to that, if you don't know Jesus, all you have to do is say in your heart right now that I, I ask you, Jesus, to be a part of my life. And I ask you to come in and to be a part of me and to forgive me of my sins that I can know you in the way that Vince and Harrison and Lowell know you too. And, and it's just that simple. Just ask them to come into your life. So Lord, I just bless those that are receiving you right now in the name of Jesus and for your spirit to fall upon them and anoint them and to bring them freedom. That you are Jesus. Jesus.